This is Remy Fortier, and this is Union City Advice Givers Podcast. Each week, you'll get an inside look into the lives and stories of Union City entrepreneurs, business owners, and thought leaders. It's our goal to give Union City the best advice from our community's brightest and most trusted minds. For more episodes, check us out on our archive at unioncityadvicegivers.com. And if you know someone who you think should be on the show, go to unioncitypodcastbooking.com. Welcome back, podcast listeners, to another episode of Union City Advice Givers. This is another really special episode. Today we have Brumman and Ravine. They're the owners of R&R Event Rentals, and they provide the most sumptuous, intricate, detailed decor, Indian-inspired decor and design for events weddings, birthday parties, baby showers, you name it. This is a husband and wife team, Bay Area locals, over 10,000 followers on Instagram. And there's a reason for that, because when you see the photos of the work that they do, you will understand just how inspired these two are. They put love into every single project that they do. And I'm very pleased to have them on the show. They were a lot of fun to talk to. They have some great stories, everything from Raider Singh to the White House, to how they met, uh, to being Union City locals. So we're really happy to have them on the show, and I know that you're going to enjoy this interview. Before we get into the show, I'd like to take a minute to talk about the podcast as a whole. You know, a podcast is supported by its listeners, and it grows virally and organically. And I just encourage each of you, if you've got an episode that you really love, uh, if you personally know someone who's been on the show and you want to help promote them, share their episode, share it on social media, tell a friend about it. And the best way to stay in touch with the podcast is to subscribe through a podcast app. If you're on Android, there's Google Play, there's Stitcher, there's several different podcast apps. But most of us with iPhones are on iTunes. And on iTunes, you can subscribe to the show. You'll get a notification for every episode. I would also love to ask, we at Union City Advice Givers ask that you write us a review. If you enjoy the show, write us a review. Help us grow our listenership and grow so that we can reach more people with great advice because that's what we are all about. And uh, without any further ado, let's go into our interview with R&R Event Rentals, Ruman and Ravine. Ramen and Ravine, R&R Event Rentals, welcome to the show. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Thank you for having us. So I'm going to start with E.G. You tell me a little bit about your stories. Where did you grow up? How did you come to be here in Union City? Um, so I am born and raised right here. I was born in Washington Hospital. Grew up in Union City. I've moved three times, all within Union City. <laughs> <laughs> Never left. Awesome. Um, went to Logan High School and then ended up going to Cal State East Bay, mm-hmm. where I met Ravine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked in accounting in Hayward for five years before starting um, our business. Tell me a little bit about how you met. Okay, so we met at uh, Cal State East Bay. 2009? 2008 no. is when we first kind of met. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then in 2009 is where we you know, we, started we, talking. Yeah, we became friends. We became friends yeah. and started dating and yeah, all that. We be, yeah, we met in school. So. It's so funny because we both went to... Logan High School, yeah. but we're five oh, years we're, apart. Okay, so so and who's so, older? So right, yeah. so <laughs> he's I'm older. Class of, I'm class of 2003, and I'm 08. Okay, and so we never, you know, went to 
just the same schools pretty much, but we just never met each other. Right. We're just we were enough just like, apart to exactly. not be there. Correct. And then we finally Correct. met in college because he was on like the eight-year college plan, which is yeah. totally so, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you grew up right here too? Well, um, I was born and raised in Hayward. Okay. And then um, we moved to Union City in 98. Uh-huh. And then uh, I started off middle school at Chavez. I went to Logan. There you yeah. go. But right after Logan, I worked like full time retail. Okay. And where was, where did you work retail? Um, I used to work for Macy's Loss Prevention. Sure. At Southland Mall in Hayward. All right. So right after so school, you chased was, down shoplifters. He oh sure yeah, it was did. fun. <laughs> it, it was fun. And, yeah. You know, I, it, uh, did you ever chase down somebody you went to school with? Uh, no, I have oh. not. <laughs> well, that But I have chased down just pretty much anything else. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and um, from like two thousand. Two on, I was always working at least 30 to 40 hours a week, which put me on the eight-year program yeah. at Cal State East Bay. Sure. It just takes longer, <laughs> so right? Well, long I think yeah, everybody has to do that now. I, yeah, I, think, I agree. So, I agree. And yeah. because I was there for that long, that's how I got to meet Yeah, her. so, and it was, we always yeah. kind of say it was meant to be, yeah. you know, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out. But yeah, yeah so we met in school, um, and we had, you know, had mutual friends, and yeah, and then, um, just we also kind of started a, uh, we started a uh, Punjabi cultural show, which is called Pioneer Pangra. It's like we host different uh, Punjabi dance teams that come from around the nation and Canada. Okay. And come and compete. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like so a we, competition. It, are you still a, doing it? No, we, we, we did it for three years. We did it for three years while we were in school. Uh, yeah, it gave us kind of our day. first little taste of what business life is like. Sure. Yeah. You know, and so, it was very... I would say educational. We learned a lot just going through that process. It was. It was. Yeah. And it was fun. And that's how we kind of got yeah. to know each other more. Uh, you know, pretty much because of that. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool uh, project to was, get a little taste of entrepreneurship. It was very fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's what we realized. We're like, okay, we, we could so, do so something. When you, were, <laughs> when you were little, what did you think you wanted to be? When you Teacher. Up? Yeah? All the way. Ne- that was it. I, I've always loved kids. Uh-huh. Like, from the beginning. Um, and I can still today picture myself as a teacher. Maybe one day we don't, I don't know, but I feel like your dream kind of fades when you realize money and life and (laughs) how as as sad as that is to say, you have to just be practical and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so when I went to school, I went for accounting and I I worked in accounting for five years and it was great, but it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't the passion. It wasn't, there wasn't anything there. No. And and how about you, Ravine? Me? Um, I actually want to become a cop. Did you? Um, I just oh, interviewed the chief of police. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So if you uh, want that job, I'm no, just kidding. No, no, I'm actually good. I'm happy what I'm doing now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wanted to go in law enforcement. Um, I went to school for criminal justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my degree in it. And hence working for Macy's Loss Prevention for almost 11 years and working my, my way up into corporate and management. Um, I kind of, you know, built my experience. But just... Starting this business, I mean, this is way better than. Doing <laughs> yeah, this is more fun. So uh, let's, yeah, let's talk fun. a little bit about your business. Yeah. Sum it up for the listeners. What do you guys do? We do wedding decorations, or I should say, we do event decor. Event decor for primarily Indian-based customers, mostly weddings, but we really can do anything, any event, and kind of make your vision come to life as far as what you want to see. You know, when you walk through those doors. Right. Yeah. And uh, what led you to that? I read a little bit of your story, so yes. I know it has something to do with your own wedding. It does. Tell us the story. I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> <laughs> so we got married in uh, 2013, mm-hmm. and um, when we were planning for pretty much the whole wedding, we were looking for vendors to, um, you know, do like to to set up our to set up our reception and wedding. 
The problem we faced was is a lot of the vendors we like were too overpriced. Or if we found a vendor that that was okay priced didn't have didn't have the product we wanted. So we kind of found places where we can buy everything. So we pretty much buy everything for the ceremony, like the tablecloths and the centerpieces. We bought everything for the reception, the tablecloths, the centerpieces, the napkins, the charger plates, pretty much everything else. And we found somebody off Craigslist who we hired to set everything up. So we bought all this thinking, hey, later on we can sell this stuff back and get our money back. Or we can rent it out pretty much saying someone come over the house. Hey, I want to rent like, you know, 50 tablecloths. Okay, go ahead and rent it. And once you're done with it, wash it, return it to us clean. Mm -hmm. We had no intention of getting into this business whatsoever. <laughs> Literally no intention. Yeah. And it just kind of started and we started with one or two pipe and drape sets. And So when, when you went to return the stuff and wash it and returned it were you able to sell everything back like you thought you so, could so i mean originally we just thought okay easy money right yeah. we have all this stuff someone will come get it from us and we had two goals in mind one was either we'll sell it on craigslist we'll sell it to other brides we'll sell it somewhere someone will buy right. it right. you know that was one kind of avenue we could have chosen and then another was oh easy money we'll sit at home and people will just come and get the stuff and they'll take it for their weddings and they'll bring it back to us <laughs> no one wants to do that <laughs> nobody yes. wants to do that and yes. so we within a span of a few weeks two girls that i had gone to high school with were getting married and they had messaged me on facebook just asking questions and i had just said like hey i have all this stuff like do you need help with your wedding and we did both of their weddings and had phenomenal results. We loved it. We had so much fun. Yeah. They loved the way everything came out. What year was and this that you did those first couple? This was 2014. Okay, so right after your own right, wedding. Yeah, maybe about six months after we didn't really do anything with it. And then I would say end of 2014 or 13, yeah, early 2014. Like, mm -hmm. November, December. That was it. And it's been it. yeah. three, and three years now three that years we've been doing now. this. And literally we started off everything with our own, uh, wedding. Our, yeah. our own wedding, which was tables and seating for 750 yeah. people right where did so, you guys have your wedding so we had it right here in fremont um we had the ceremony at the fremont Godwara, mm -hmm. which is a sick temple in um, fremont and then we had our reception at a banquet hall in newark so mm -hmm. all in this area we kind of yeah, everything was right here <laughs> yeah, all yeah. Right here. <laughs> yeah. All so local. now to bring it all the way forward to yeah today. so we've gone from literally just the two of us renting a few pieces to the two of us being able to set up a 700 person event from everything from the stage that you see to the sofa that they sit on to their cake table and their sweetheart table just every aspect of the wedding we go in we do the full setup yep and, and, it's, and it's most of the time it's just us it's just two. the two of us yeah, yeah. we set up everything and, and then we let them have their parties and we go back at the end of the night at midnight sometimes or one o'clock in the morning and we pick everything up and, yeah. and it's amazing you asked me earlier how i found you so yes. i'll tell you that i like i said i internet stalk people that's how i find my <laughs> show guests everyone and so if you see me stalking you don't be alarmed um it's a compliment and so one of the things i'm looking for is the love right i want to see how much your clients love you yeah and those are the people that i try to highlight i don't necessarily look at the best yelp reviews right. that helps but yeah. it does it's not necessarily that or someone who's got the biggest following on instagram which yeah. you guys do have a very large following Thank you. we yeah. work very hard at that <laughs> yes and so you know it's not just that it's the love so i brought something that i'm going to read oh gosh okay. Ruman and ravine are hands down our favorite vendor to work with for our wedding Initially, we were stuck on how we would decorate our venue, thinking we could pull it off ourselves. 
and we were hesitant to even inquire with event rental businesses, thinking it would be way over our budget. Right after our first meeting with Roman, we were able to finally breathe. We felt the weight of pressure off our shoulders. We didn't have solid plans in mind on how we pictured our reception to be, but Roman made it easy for us to patch those pieces together. They were very flexible during the many times we met, which we really appreciated. I finally met Ravine when we dropped off some of our items for them to set up and also met other members of their family. All of them were so friendly, and it was nice to see everyone helping out with the family business. They also decorated our hall at the Sunnyvale Hindu Temple. However, we had a misunderstanding, which left R&R waiting for quite some time before they were able to pack their decorations. We felt quite embarrassed, but very grateful for R&R's patience and understanding. Lastly, when we walked into our reception hall, we were amazed with how they transformed it. It exceeded our expectations. Raman and Ravine, thank you so much for creating a beautiful ambiance for both our Hindu wedding and our reception. With your wonderful personalities, talent, and hard work, take note. Raman and Ravine do all the setup themselves. There is no doubt why your business is successful. Keep it up. Oh. So when I see something like that. Yeah. It touches my heart. Yeah, and it does. And, and I'm an entrepreneur, and I know how hard it is. I know how much goes behind yeah. that, you know, how much work. It, it, you know, and it really does. And just, and those, that feedback that we get and just the love from the clients. And we just feel so grateful that someone would even want us to be a part of their wedding. You know, ultimately you get married hopefully once in your life and it's this, this very special day. And there's a lot of pressure for all vendors, not just decorators, but everyone to make it that much more special. And when we get that kind of feedback, it just, it really just, I don't know. I mean, it just makes you feel great. It does. And it makes you us know? feel that we have a purpose. And that's kind of why we keep doing this. And yeah. we I mean, work it's not so like, hard. It's not this. like we're in it to make that extra couple hundred bucks in our pocket. Like, you know, there's so many vendors, so many different kinds of vendors that, that offer services different. We're all about customer service. And that's all we mainly care about is just making that client absolutely happy with yeah. what we execute and how we do it. As long as they're happy, that's all we we're care happy. About. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, could be kicking and screaming and it. fighting behind the scenes, and you would have no idea Which if you are happy. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, how many vendors there are in a typical wedding? You've got a caterer, you've got the table and chairs people, yeah. you've got the photographer, you've got the, the DJ, yeah. the DJ. You've got right? the menu so itself. over and yeah. over again. If you look at your reviews, you see that you were the favorite. I know of all those vendors that worked. I love like, yes. I love being the favorite. I love being the favorite. That's awesome. So. What, if, if you look back, what has been your biggest challenge? I would say just trying really hard to create something unique. It's so easy to go on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest for that matter and see something and be like, oh, I can do that. That's the easy part. The hard part is really taking something that your client says they want and then cultivating that for them and for their special day and making it different than everything else that you've seen. So I think really just creating unique content and then being consistent with your clients, even as, as far as social media and being consistent in what you're posting, mm -hmm. has been a huge challenge. Yeah. yeah. And if you could go back in time to the start of your business, what advice would you give yourselves? Oh, I'm going to let you do that one. Um, <laughs> i say the best thing is to finding the balance between your personal life and your business life. Um, our family's huge out here. Our friend circle's humongous. And it's always hard to balance taking on events, 
and balancing your personal life to attend your friends or family's events at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, it's always been a challenge and we've gotten better at it yeah. by telling our family and friends, hey, if you got something coming up, you got to tell us like yeah. a year, <laughs> a year and a half in advance. <laughs> like, I'm being serious. Just save time and hire us. Just let us know if you want us to be there. And just, yeah. you know, just finding that balance just, just, yeah. just in general was... It's was you know was, was hard um but i think we've gotten better at it i agree it's mm -hmm. one of those things that i think you can only keep working on mm -hmm. i think it's because we are husband and wife sometimes we take work home or sure. actually all yeah. the time we take work home and so we're doing our best at this point to leave work at work and then have our time as well because i feel like that that balance is really important and we had you know from the beginning we didn't always do that but we're trying now to kind of yeah. to kind of separate things out a little bit so tell me a story. Take me back to a time where you felt like you were making a big difference with someone. I know I already took you back to one of those you memories. You did. Oh my God. That was, and I can just picture it. That was such an amazing event. Um, oh God, it's so, there's so many brides and I, it's, it's hard to pick one in particular, but it's just, it's that moment when the bride comes into the venue and you're, you're literally, you're just finishing up. You look like a mess. You're, <laughs> you know, you have your stuff all over the place. You're sweaty. You're tired. You're literally like finished for the day and they come in and their eyes just glow and they look around and they look at you and they hug you and they just say, thank you. Like, thank you. You made this day that much more special. Like anytime we feel that and we see it in our reviews all the time, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And there's nothing beats that for me. There was one time when we were driving to an event, a lot of venues give you like a two hour setup window, which is really nothing. Mm -hmm. that's no time so we're driving to the event and we always get there early because you know you never know by the off chance the venue might let you in we literally have car trouble are stuck on the side of the freeway oh, for an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> stuck on the side where of the freeway where were you we're we going were in, uh, to 580 yeah. right after Castro Valley and okay so at least it was local it was local it was and local. we're going to Dublin we're literally one exit away from the venue <laughs> and the venue has a two hour setup time and the setup was going to take us every second of that two hours to do and so i'm just like what do we do we call both of our moms <laughs> moms to the rescue yes call both of our moms they literally drop what they're doing meet us at the venue we get a tow truck um well, to we get a tow truck my yeah. mom drives my brother suburban out and she gets on the freeway and i just pulled out enough space and she pulled right in and i hitched up the trailer to yeah. that and so that was one mom to the rescue while yeah. the other mom was already in Dublin shopping. Yeah. Oh, just so happened. Oh, darn. So both the moms came and uh, saved, we, us. saved us and we got everything done and we, we got them an Uber home. We did. And that we, was the first time. <laughs> we got to shout out your mom. Thank you, mom. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, moms. Mama at Wall, Mama Baines. Like, yeah. we love you guys. <laughs> And we couldn't do we couldn't do without our whole family. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a, I heard saw that a lot about this the business does not happen. Yeah. There's absolutely without no our family. Without How many family, family members help you guys in your business? Oh gosh, oh, dad helps. <laughs> dad helps. I have a sister and a brother. They both help. Um, our moms, our grandma. His grandma will literally come she, yeah, and I mean, moral she's support. Old, but, you know, <laughs> but that moral support yeah, but or, she's there. Or you know, little if things. The, if the stuff that needs cleaning at yeah. home, she'll clean. My mom, and then you know, sometimes I'll have my aunt. Who's come out a couple times. And his niece is five years old and literally six. we will give six. Yeah. I'm sorry, she's six and we'll give her like, you know, little tasks to do yes. and she'll help. So it really is and a family effort. And my twin nephews are almost three. 
But when they see us working at home, they're, they're ready. Go. They're ready. They yeah. They come and grab so. the bags or whatever, and they drag it to wherever we, you know. They're they, into they it. Want to help. It really yeah. is a family Everybody effort. But out. it is events like that. Things you know, you never know. Right. And you can't just be like, "Sorry, I'm sick. Couldn't make it." No. You know, you no. have to make and, it happen. And like you said, it's it's the most important day it's, for them. Yes. And so when they see that you're bringing in family and not just some worker, yeah. they know that you care. They know you're going to take care of it like it was your own. They and do. I think that's what every client wants to know. I yeah. agree. And it's yeah. like from the beginning, from our first meeting, I feel like we can we made that connection with the client. We can tell right off the bat, this is going to work out or you're really not the right client for us. Hmm. And, you know, let me refer you to someone who I think can better fulfill what you need to do. What is a situation where that might come up? If someone wants, for example, fresh flowers, that's not something we do. I can offer you other alternatives, but it's something that you want. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that you don't need that. I'm going to put you in touch with five florists that I know will be amazing that can help you and get you what you need. And you can coordinate your design with the florists, Exactly, right? exactly. And at the end of the day, if someone didn't book us for a certain reason, we wish them nothing but the best. Like, it was not meant to be because mm-hmm. we've done events in the very beginning. You know, anything that would come to us, we'd think, let's, let's take oh, it. Right. You know, we, take we, it all. we yes. need it. We need yes. that. And we quickly realized that sometimes things are just not a match and you can't just take on any event because you might not be able to fulfill what the client wants. Right. And so we've learned that slowly. Um, but yeah, just being able to make sure that we have the right services, yeah. right? For the right client, yep. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah. Very important. You know, before I go on to some of my other questions, yeah. um, I myself am not educated about Indian wedding ceremonies. Okay. okay. So I would love for you to give us a little overview of some of the different elements that you guys take care of and what they are for. Well, here's the thing about that. There's <laughs> so many different cultures from India. Right. So many different dialects and different religions that they all kind of have different kind of ceremonies. So we can, we can talk about our religion, which is... Um, Sikhism for a Sikh wedding it consists of you know like two or three pre-events that happen at the house or like at a party hall what would those be each be called so you'll start yeah (laughs) (laughs) I want to know yeah you want to know it all so I mean for a Punjabi wedding typically you have um you'll have like your henna night so your mendi ceremony you'll have your henna night Mm -hmm. and that would be like on a maybe starting on like a Wednesday Mm -hmm. or Thursday depending on what day your wedding is then you have a singeet which is just really a time for people to get together, to dance, to sing, um, mainly a ladies' event. It's mainly a ladies' I event, would say. And, they'll, and they'll like you know kind of sing like old songs, like old songs. Okay, yeah, all right. Would sing back in the villages, back in Punjab, exactly. Um, that have carried on for centuries. Yeah. yeah, and so that would be you know the day prior. It's to the, the day event, before the wedding, usually, and okay. then some people now have started doing it like the weekend before because they just want you know more time to enjoy all the different functions sure and then as a bride you'll have a ceremony that's called the juda where um you will have your immediate family members put on the bangles that you're going to wear on your wedding day okay so that's like another piece and so there's so many little aspects yeah um of it and then you'll have you know the actual wedding day itself which for Punjabi wedding starts off Four o'clock in the morning with hair and makeup right. for the bride and, you know, leads you to take go into the temple. For a temple, probably around like nine o'clock. For the yeah. So where does the men do in all of this? Uh, <laughs> not, not as much. I think it's... Majority it's, of us yeah. like to just drink. Yeah, I guess. Right. I was going to say. So while the women are doing all of this. Yeah. I mean, we the like men to party. Are, yeah, the men are there. They participate. So, so all cultures are the same. 
basically. I think yeah, so. you know, I, I think mean, so. at the end of the day. So uh, once you get to the actual ceremony yeah. and all of the different, uh, I think of them like vignettes, right? Yeah. The design vignettes that you guys do. There's the stage element with exactly. the um, with the uh, couch, yes. right? So yes. tell me a little bit about each of those. So for us, we start off actually at at the house for the most part. We start off at home, and we'll do house decor on like a Monday or a Tuesday, and we'll set up the bride's house or the groom's house for the week of the wedding. So that's for all of those celebrations exactly. that you just talked about. Okay. Exactly. So they'll have decor at home. And what we usually do for that is we'll say, pick one room in the house. That's the wedding room. We'll set up draping and a backdrop, sometimes some type of seat. And that just really is a space that all the festivities are going to happen. Um, and then we'll set up the sangeet. And some people do that at home. Some mm-hmm. people do that in a banquet hall. Mm-hmm. So again, we'll do the draping there with some type of seating and then you'll have your you know your banquet table so we'll do the table decor um on that and then the ceremony day there's not as much i think that mm. goes into it there's the, not much the, as the much beauty, as a reception yeah. the beauty's right. in the temple but itself is, yeah. yeah yeah so yes and then we'll have obviously the reception which yeah. is yeah. the grand finale of everything right and you have the sweetheart table and that's exactly. something you have at every wedding yeah. just kind of what greets guests as they come in exactly yeah. we'll have you know you've got your cake set up of course and then you've got the main stage, and that's really um, the focal point for most events. And the that's, draping yeah. and the lighting that we do on the stage, and and the, the seating for the couple. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about you know the service that you provide, yes. and how much your clients love you. <laughs> now we've talked about this, the various things that you do. Yes. The design. Where do you get your inspiration? Because let me tell you, where your following is coming from <laughs> is your beautiful photos i mean you you. guys your instagram is unbelievable thank you and so you know that drew drew me in right away and i know everybody else because i'm looking you guys have 10k and followers you know it's pretty amazing so where do you draw your inspiration and and how do you help the guests develop their vision so honestly she steals all these ideas from me (laughs) (laughs) but i'll let her answer this okay you wish (laughs) you know i'm all i'm always online i've oh actually i should say like from the beginning just being little I was, I was scrapbooking. And then if I wasn't scrapbooking, I was drawing. And if I wasn't doing that, I was designing clothes on my dolls. And I've just always been creative and had that little niche of being creative, but I just didn't know what was going to come of it. Mm-hmm. And so people always ask me, did you go to school? Did you take classes? We, we didn't. I literally will come up with a color concept or an idea in my head, and I'll tell it to him, I'll draw it out, and he will make it happen. So it really takes the both of us in terms of me coming up with a general concept. So you do sketch out your I plans? I do. I sketch oh. out my designs. Yeah. Um, and now a lot of the time, you know, I do obviously look on social media. We, I think everyone does get inspiration from others. Sure. And, you know, bits and pieces here and there. And we try to always put our own spin on it. Yeah. But it does come from an initial sketch or idea. And then we'll talk about it. And he'll be like, okay, this is how we're going to make it. Or this is how it's going to happen. And he really puts his two cents in. Yeah. Well, I have to kind of figure out the whole other side of it putting it together logistics of it. if it's going to work if it's yeah. outdoor is it going to hold up against the weather and the wind there was one review i was reading and um what is it called the frame that you do the draping on it starts with the, the pipe uh mandap. the mandap. okay mandap. so there was one woman and she was talking about how she wanted her draping on the outside instead of on the inside yeah. which is what you typically do and it was one that you'd worked with before and she was she was talking about how you warned her that the wind yes. might be an issue. <laughs> it was Nella yeah. Terra. I oh, remember no. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a venue. Yeah. It's a beautiful venue in Livermore called Nella Terra. Yeah. And the biggest problem is wind. It's wind, yeah. You know, and it's one of those things that it could be great and it could be a beautiful day. Or it could be horrible and windy and you have to yeah, deal with I it. I mean, there's, there's setups where 
I've weighed down the pipe and drape like each corner, maybe 150, 200 pounds. So sometimes if the wind hits the right way, that structure yeah. can like worst come enemy. apart. Yeah. <laughs> worst enemy so ever. That all that has to get approved by me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's his department. Yeah. So you have been successful. You know, it's it's not just a business; yeah. it's a marriage yes, too, right? And yes. I work with my man, so I can certainly attest that that's a challenge. It is. And so, what are some of the day to day practices that you have that contribute to your success? Is there anything you do every day? I think the best thing is is waking up at a good time, and and I'm not talking about like nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm talking about getting up early if you can and start your day off by making your bed. Um, once we've started that, I feel like we've already accomplished one goal. Um, trust me, there's some days where we, where we have gotten up and we have not done anything to our room. We just literally get up and go. And sometimes those days are very rough. But I feel like the days that we actually get up at a good time, um, you know, we start by making our bed and just focusing on what we need to go through that day, just having like a good breakfast and just starting our day, we've already accomplished a lot. Yeah. It's setting that tone. It is. Setting that tone, just starting off on that positive, productive note and just going about your day. You know, my favorite podcast is Tim Ferriss, right? So I listen to his all the time and he's an author and he gives, he interviews world-class performers in every category. Yeah. And so one of the interviews that he did, and I'm going to, I can't even remember the name. It's a general, famous war general who's been very successful in all the wars and he talks to him about what his morning ritual was and his was making his bed. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, it was. It was the same. And so Tim said, for me, you know, I'm not fussy. I don't have special pillow. He's like, I just have a duvet that I shake out and straighten. He goes, but just doing that gives him some sense of control over the day. So it's interesting that you said that because I've heard it before. Yeah, Yeah. because if, you know, there's been days where we haven't done it and in the back of my head, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh crap, we didn't make the bed. How about if, like, mom or somebody goes in the room, they'll be like, they didn't even make their bed today. Like, what's going on? And, like, right. you know, that's, like, an extra stress that you don't need. Yeah. As long as you get rid of it and eliminate it, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. There's some, some sort of satisfaction in, in controlling what you can control. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. How about a book or a quote that you'd like to share with us? You know, this one's actually, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> so, like we said, we both went to Logan High School. And when we were in school, the principal at the time, every morning would come on loudspeaker and we would do the Pledge of Allegiance and he would, you know, give a little bit of a speech and then he would have this phrase. And every morning for four years, we would hear, make it a great day or not, the, the choice, choice is yours. yours. Hmm. And it's one of those things that we would just joke about in high school. Right. Like, Who sure. listens to anything Nobody in high takes school? it seriously <laughs> at that age. And it's one of those <laughs> things that it just, it stays with you, I guess. Yeah, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm so stays, curious to see if anyone else from Logan has heard this or remembers this. I'm sure this. we're going to get a shout out about this one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, oh yeah. it's just one of those things that it, it truly is. You can make it a great day or you cannot make it a great day. And it really is up to you. And it's one of those things that kind of comes at us once in a while. And we're just like, wow. Yeah. And I believe it was a principal Montoya. All right. Yeah, yeah we'll have so, to check, check yeah, that one. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> a yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people that want to log in when they hear this. They'll know exactly, They'll know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. Talking All right. About, yeah. cool. Roll call. So um, if you could give someone advice, just getting started. And I always tell people, in your area, what nuggets would you share with them? But you could also say for any small business, because most of my guests started out just like you did. They were working at a job yep. and they jumped off that cliff into starting a business. That very scary cliff. And so what would be the advice that you would give them? I would say just being very organized. 
I can't recall the amount of times that I wish I had kept this paperwork or done this or put this somewhere or just things. I think being really organized, knowing a somewhat of a vision of what you want to see and then just kind of making that happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then just Definitely. also being consistent. I think one of the things that's really helped just in the social media aspect of um, making our business grow is being consistent, posting consistent content. Um, and we used to get maybe 90% of our business from Instagram. Yeah. Like that's where it would come from. And I think social media is so huge that you really have to have a presence. I agree. And that's a great, easy way to start yes. any type of business. I could not agree more. Yeah. One of my missions in doing this podcast is helping yeah. business owners learn the power of content creation yeah. Yeah. and being consistent and yeah. putting it out there. Some people I, I call on because they're already really good at it. Like yeah. you guys and others are not so much. Right. And I'm showing them. Look at the feedback that you get. And yeah. a lot of people are blown away when they see it's amazing. I put myself out there. What it comes is. back. It's an amazing thing. Uh, and I'm going to add an, uh, a question. Okay. If you could give advice, not to someone getting started in your business, yes. but to a potential bride or someone planning an event, what are three things that you would give? Uh, three pieces of advice you would give to someone getting ready to plan. Getting ready to plan. Okay. Number one. I would say when hiring any vendor, your photographer, your DJ, anybody, you really know what you're getting, even with your decor. A lot of people will come in and they just assume, oh, you're going to do the tables and you're going to do the centerpieces and you're going to do the napkins when that might not be the case. And so I think a lot of it's just really reading through those lengthy contracts that every vendor sends you as much as you just want to sign the bottom and be done with it. You really need to look at what you're getting from each vendor to avoid being disappointed later. Mm -hmm. Or having any confusion because, you know, we've had brides that are like, oh, we thought you were doing, you know, um, our ceremony and our reception. And we're like, no, we only talked about the reception, you know. And it's just that thing in someone's head that, I don't know. The Clarification. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that would be my number one. What about you, babe? Um, I think plan ahead as much as you can. I like that. Um. You know, if you're not going to get married until 20, let's say the end of 2018, if you start planning now, you'll be, oh, your whole wedding will go a lot smoother versus someone who plans very last minute, books everything very last minute. They're not going to get what they want. Uh, we always tell people, hey, if you have any kind of date, plan ahead, book everything you need to ahead of time, make sure everything is in line and everything will go a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, especially people that book on a long weekend. Yes. We got to book that at least a year and a half yeah. advance. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's good. It's yeah. good to plan ahead. It's good to be organized. And then I think the last piece of advice I would say is relax. <laughs> a lot of my brides, I love them, but they need control over everything. And I get that because, hello, I was that bride. Bridezilla. Yes. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, two weeks prior to your wedding, it is what it is. You're not gonna, you know, you can't really change much. Enjoy your family, enjoy your events, enjoy what you can. Be present in the moment. Exactly, a hundred percent. Because it comes and goes so fast. The amount of brides that tell me like, I can't believe it's here and I can't believe it's gone and that's it and all this two years of planning and it's done. It's amazing how fast it goes. And if you yeah. didn't enjoy it, then what was the point? Right. So definitely, yeah, know what you're getting, <laughs> be organized and be present yeah yeah so for the listeners i have a little bit of bonus interview here uh after my conversation with roman and ravine 
I found out that Ravine had some really great stories that I wanted to add to the interview. So he was kind enough to take some time out of his work day and record this with me over uh, the internet. And using uh, Google Hangouts, we recorded this piece while Ravine was in his truck. So if you hear a little bit of audio issue, that's why. But it was totally worth it to hear the story uh, that Ravine has to share with you. So I hope you enjoy. So, um, so I had no idea that uh, that a local Bay Area dance troupe even went to a state dinner at the White House. And when you told me that story, I just thought it was the coolest thing. Um, so, tell me a little bit how you how you got started with um, your troupe and what. They okay, do. so uh, I got started with my team in uh, 2006. Um, I don't know what month. I mean. Not- but we started in 2006, uh, just a bunch of friends that kind of knew different groups, knew different people. And, um, you know, we started this team. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a Punjabi folk dance team. Um, our team is called Bhangra Empire. And um, we started in 2006. Uh, there was only... Uh, 10 dancers at the time, five guys, five girls. I was the drummer, which they called a doll. And then we had one of our friends who was singing. Um, flash forward three years, all in the course of three years, the team has gotten so much more better. Um, in 2006, we were not that good. It was a fresh team. 2008, we started going around to different cities across the nation and Canada. And uh, we started competing. So before... Before you guys got, you know, really big, back in the beginning, like, what was it like here in the Bay Area competing? How big is this um, in the Indian Um, community? It's fairly big. I feel like it's not as big as it was before. I think now it's just kind of fading away slowly. But I know back in 2006, it was huge. Um, There was a competition that was called DDA, which standed for and that was done by the students at Berkeley and that competition was a really Mm -hmm. really big competition in the Bay Area then there was another one that was uh, on by uh, San Jose State Uh, I forgot the name of that competition um, but back then you know those two comps were fairly big and then you had a couple in like Davis and Sacramento area and then the very biggest one in the whole West Coast was called Bruin Pungra, which was obviously where the Bruins are in SoCal. And that usually happened in, uh, I think, May. Um, eventually, our team got good enough that we went down there and we competed and we took first place at Bruin. There was another competition that was called uh, SoCal Pungra. We took first place there. We took second place at DDA. You know, in the course of, um, I think, 2008, 2009, we got a couple first places, a couple second places, and like one or two third places. Um, and the first date dinner was in um, November of 2009. And so, for the listeners, we're talking we're talking about the White House. You know, we're correct. talking about correct. President correct. Obama correct. and correct. the first lady, Michelle Obama, the very first state dinner they ever had. And uh, you correct. had mentioned there was something why that particular dinner was so memorable. Yes. So people, okay, so people remember that dinner as a uh, lady with a red dress who snuck in. 
I think when I always tell that to people like, oh yeah, I remember that, that lady with the red dress, you know, somehow got through secret service and she got into the first day dinner. That's how people remember <laughs> it. Um, but yes, there was different. They invited the prime minister of India, which is uh, at the time, uh, prime minister Singh Manmohan Singh. And um, I guess, uh, um, <clears throat> for the dinner, they wanted to kind of have like, you know, some Indian music and dancing and all that. So our captain, I guess, got an email one week before the first day dinner, which we had no idea the first day dinner was even happening. You know, I was right. It wasn't on your radar. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But um, our captain sends out an email and he says, OK, I got contacted from the White House. And there's a first date dinner, and the prime minister of India is coming down, and they want to and they want to fly us out to the first date dinner so we can do a performance. Who's down? And okay, you know what? Ha ha ha! You know, so so you see, you so said the captain got contacted by Michelle yes. Obama and her team. Okay, yeah, not correct. her. She herself correct, didn't call correct. you guys. Yeah. That would have been yeah. cool. But um, so they called, and your team captain was like, "What's up? Who's down?" Who's down? And you and have then, less than one yeah. one week notice. Less than one you know. Week? I I actually I think it was either a week or like five days or something like that, or maybe it was wow. a week or something. I, I you know I can't remember. Uh, but um, when he sent out the email. I want to say almost all the people on their team were just like, okay, you know, like it's a joke. Ha ha ha. Funny. You're funny. He's like, no, he goes, I'm being serious. <laughs> and we're like, no, you're not. And how big, how big is this? How many people are um, we talking about? So we traveled with, uh, I think we had 10 dancers. I was a drummer. We had two other people playing, um, kind of like another folk instrument with my captain, maybe 15 of us. What was that? What was that like? I mean, just getting to the White House and being oh, a part was, of uh, the, the state dinner oh, was it yeah, a lot of security. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> so first off, we said yes, and then we had to send over our, you know, our full name, our date of birth, our uh, number, our driver's license number. So pretty much, they had to pre-screen us, and once we passed mm -hmm. their, you know, their check. Then they're like, okay, Back you guys are good check. to go. So they booked our flights. They booked the shuttle. They threw us in the Ritz-Carlton in Washington. We got there. Pretty much we took a red-eye flight. We got there in the morning. We checked into the hotel, and we went straight to the White House. We went to a different security line that's kind of off to the side. There's uh, at least five or six Secret Service agents just working that post. But you see them pretty much everywhere, um, on the roof, behind trees, walking around. They got dogs out and all that. So, wow. Once we got through that, then we went to uh, I think they call it the main lawn or the east lawn. They pretty much had this like humongous like tent structure up where where the dinner was gonna happen, and they had a stage and all that. We go there. There's uh the National Symphony Orchestra, I think they were called. They were there rehearsing. I forgot this Indian singer's name, but he's a guy in a, who sings oh, Slumdog Millionaire, that famous song. There's a couple other people. <laughs> I kind of forgot who their names were. Oh, I think it was Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> she was there, too. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So were you nervous? Like, for you, 
surrounded by all of this, all these celebrities, all the Secret Service. What were what were you feeling like? Um, at first I was nervous, but then after I'm like, okay, you know, this is cool, right? So you know, like, hey, like we're here at the White House in the lawn, and you know, there's all these like famous people in front of us that are going to be rehearsing with us too. I mean, you know, they're not performing same time as us, but hey, you know, they're there too. They're in the same hotel as us. So it was kind of cool. As soon as we did our rehearse and, you know, the times and all that, and we figured out what time we we're going to come back, they gave us a room in the East Wing, and they said you can put all your stuff in your room, in this room here, if you're going to come back and you need it. Like, for instance, I had to put my there, which is my drum. I put that in the room. We put other props and stuff in the room, and they said, don't worry about it. No one's going to come in this room. No one's going to steal nothing. We're like, well, obviously, it's the White House. Hopefully, no one's going to steal our stuff. <laughs> you, uh, would, you would help. <laughs> right? So then um, we go back to the hotel. We get ready, and we get back to the White House, and we're finishing getting ready in this room. But when we come back, they have, like, tea and coffee and pastries and cookies and a whole bunch of like snacks in the room for us i'm like oh wow that's pretty cool so we're just chilling in this room and right outside the doors that lead outside are like two marines that are just kind of guarding the door there's like secret service police walking around and then you see the whole line of guests who are trying to come in if we were to step outside this room and walk out you can look down to your right and you see this whole line of people and we're just oh, wow there's a lot of people there we were ready, we were nervous, we were sweating, we are like, okay, you know, this is, like, pretty intense, this isn't like a competition, we're gonna be, you know, performing in front of the President of the United States, the Prime Minister of India, we're like, you know, that's pretty crazy, that's, you got the most powerful guy in the world, and you got someone else who's very powerful as well. So, no pressure, basically. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we go out there, and we do the performance, we see the Prime Minister of India, sitting right next to the president of the united states obama and and they're sitting there and they're clapping and they're back behind stage and we're like oh wow that was crazy that was nuts blah blah blah, blah, blah. barack obama came out and he's like oh wow <laughs> like you guys did a good job performing that looks cool and he kind of you know was like you know all these people came out to perform great dinner i i feel like we were the last act i just don't remember because it's kind of a blur. Once you practice so much and you go out and perform, it literally feels well, like it's over in seconds. But it was like, a, I think, a five-minute. Yes. But it felt like it was quick and over. So I really don't remember exactly what happened. But the cool part was is after everything, we went back to the room that they have us, and we started getting our stuff. And then they're like, hey, you know, do you guys want a picture with the Obamas? We're like, yeah. So, you know, we go back out. We kind of line up, and then... Lo and behold, there's President Obama shaking our hands one by one, asking what our names are. He came to me. I couldn't even say my full name, Rabin. I stuttered and, I stuttered oh, and oh, said no. Bean, which is my nickname. And he goes, you know, okay, nice. We eventually lined up. We took a picture. Before we took a picture, President Obama tried to do a Punjabi folk dance move, which was kind of cool. But the, he did. But the did second he part is that we couldn't record it, obviously. <laughs> But, but yeah, it was But fun. you remember it in your oh, mind, yeah. President oh, yeah. Obama trying yeah, to yeah, do yeah, one yeah. of your moves. For sure he did. Oh, yeah, he tried it. <laughs> yeah, he, he had fun. That's a great mental image. That That's what our president did. He had lots of fun. It's one of those moments that you tell the story to us now, and, and I appreciate it. The listeners appreciate hearing that story. Uh, but when you're 75 years old, you'll still be able to tell that story of, you know, the president 
calling you Veen oh, and yeah. <laughs> trying to do a oh. dance move and <laughs> being at the White yeah. House. I mean, what an incredible experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure our team is never going to get any kind of experience like that again. The guys that went out there and, and you know, or all the people part of the team at the time that went out there, they're going to always, always, always remember this. Always talk about it. Whoever went there, every person of, of that team has that same picture somewhere in their house. Of course. You know, I have one in my house and you know, when people come up <laughs> and you guys are, my listeners are going to yeah. see it. Cause I yeah, got a picture yeah, yeah. of the picture to share with you guys, you know, and, and you guys didn't stop there. I mean, the white house was not the end for you. So you're still a part of the troop and uh, tell me some more about what you guys do now. Yeah. So um, after that, I believe uh, about four or five years ago, when the Giants were doing really good, one of their games, I believe it was the first inning or right after the first inning uh, on the home side. That was, uh, I guess it was like a international Indian celebration day at the Giants game. And then yeah. after that, we perform at the Warriors games now. So every year there's a Bollywood night. Usually it happens, I think, around february or march first time we did it was uh i think it was four years ago bollywood night it was warriors versus the mavericks um that was pretty intense because we're used to performing in front of maybe two or three thousand people well this time uh-huh. i mean you have like 30 40 more than that thousand people who are there at halftime and they're actually sitting there and they want to see the performances. That was pretty crazy because that's the biggest stage we've ever been on. It's pretty much the whole basketball sure. court. Um, you know, so that was cool. And we pretty much do it. Um, well, sir, since we've done it, we do it every single year. I've only done it, I think, uh, three times out of the four or five years we've done it. Um, but, you know, if I'm free, like, for instance, when they do it next year, if I have time and I have time to go, then I'll probably say, yeah. I mean, if you have time to perform at the Warriors game, you'll get to. Well, right? you know, you have, <laughs> well, the thing is, you have work. You got to commit to your, to your business. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I'm just thinking if somebody asked me to perform at the Warriors after, you know, peeing my pants, I'd hop out there pretty quick and be excited. <laughs> but that's such a good honor. I mean, it, it, it's exciting and it just goes to show um, the dedication, you know, this show is all about advice. So oh, yeah. what was it about your dance troupe that uh, separates you that you would be honored in such a way to go to the White House, to go to the Warrior game, to go to the Giants game? You know, what did you guys do to get to that level? I think it's the way we dance or the way the team dances. Um, you know, there's people out there that always say that we're like a fusion style team. Um, you know, we kind of do a mixture of different types of dances. It's not 100% original Punjabi folk dance. They have a drummer like me who plays the whole time. There's no music, and they have a singer. We dance to music. I play the drum to the music, and our formations are, when we started the team and we started doing good, our formations were a little crazy. Um, you know, and our moves were different. It was it was a fusion-based team and dance, I think, you know, but I'm sure other people 
on my team probably think something different, but I think we got the crowd into the way we were dancing. People liked it. They enjoyed it. Um, our video. So you got a little more engagement out of your audience by oh, yeah, being yeah. innovative. Yeah, totally. And then um, our uh, Bruin performance in 2009, our, our, our video that our captain put online uh, it hit 1 million views in like, I think a couple of months. And we were like, wow, that's, that's crazy. From there on the word just spread of our team. I mean, there's people on Facebook that add all the members on our team. We have no idea who these people are from India, but they know who we are and they find us and they're adding us. And for like a good, like good couple of years, you get these random people from India just adding us on Facebook and then the fan base and the people liking our Instagram pages has grown and grown and grown. And now all the videos we post online that, that they have posted over the years, they all have over 1 million views. And, you know, it's just people really like the way we perform. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, it's very an impressive achievement is what it is. It's an impressive achievement. And uh, the world gives you feedback when you're doing something right. So I imagine that you guys put a lot of hours and a lot of hard work into your performances. And um, it sounds oh, like, yeah. it, you yeah. know, you're innovators in the way you bring it together. So congratulations on all of that. Yeah. I have Thank one you. other question for you, you, Ravine. Who is Raider yes. Singh? <laughs> who is Raider Singh? So Raider Singh is a guy who uh, decided to go to the Raiders game in a uh, Raiders turban, and which is me. I started that about, uh, I think, six or seven years ago. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to a game. I'm going to find me some material that I can tie as a turban. So I found it. I mean, it's not the same material as – as an actual turban but um the material worked it's just a little thicker and a little heavier so it's kind of it was kind of heavy on my head <laughs> but, but i got used to it so the first couple of years or the first two years you know i wasn't going to as many games but the games i would go to are tight and i really didn't have an outfit i just had a darren mcfadden jersey i put the turban on i had some black jeans then i'm like you know what I'm going to get a custom jersey. So mm -hmm. I went online and I ordered a jersey. I had to say Raiders sing on the back. And then I just started buying all these patches and sewing patches on my jersey. So I wear the Raiders sing jersey with the turban. And then I have a pants that are like white, black, and gray. Mm -hmm. or and, and I have the same thing in shorts. And that's my outfit. That's that's what I wear. And I've been doing that for the past three years. Every game I go to, that's what I wear. And people see us at the tailgate. You know, we have Punjabi music going. We got Indian chicken, you know, like Indian style marinated chicken going. And people are just like amazed at us because we got we got speakers. We got generators. We have a TV going to watch other games. And they see me and they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Can we take a picture? I'm like, yeah, of course. And then, you know, as soon as we all get a good, like, couple drinks and shots in, out comes out the Punjabi music and my doll. And we start, we start jamming. 
that people start dancing. I start I start playing the drum, and then you get a lot of people coming around your tailgate and looking at, hey, what are these guys doing? So yeah, I mean, it turned out great. Um, last year, um, I went to the Thursday night game. Um, it was me and my wife Roman, and uh, we got tickets right on. Uh, it was the corner end zone, first row, great seats cold as hell it was like felt like minus 50 degrees out there for us because zero degrees windshield we layered up great game we lost though but i got to meet steve mariucci he was walking by at the raider game like, <laughs> yeah, well yeah at the kansas city raider game in kansas city i'm like mooch mooch and he saw me he goes oh what the hell you got a raiders turban on right so he walked over shook his hand i took a selfie with him um, that was cool. You know, all the fans that were actually pretty legit. Um, a lot of people were like, wow, we've never seen that before. That's pretty cool. That's, you know, how'd you do it? And they're like, you know, all these people are taking pictures and the Raider fans, they're like, they're, you know, they're from that. They're from region. Kansas city. They're like, Oh my God. We've never seen... Yeah. They're from like Kansas city <laughs> or like all these neighboring. Yeah, because see, so because like, he's out here in Oakland yeah. when you guys pull out the music and start dancing at the tailgate, people go, what are they doing? But nobody's really that surprised because this is the Bay. But when you're in Kansas City, yeah. what was the reaction? Yeah. Uh, people just kind of like walked and did a double take. Yeah. And look and then stop and look back and like, what the hell is that? It's all good. Um, you know, and I had people come up and you know they were taking pictures with me and stuff um but the most of the raiders thing is right here at home in oakland um people send out tweets i had a guy that tweeted us two years ago and he said you guys got to go to lotsy you guys got to try some of his uh, sorry about that and uh try some of his um curry chicken this guy straight tweeted that out there and, you know, he had a lot of followers. So, you know, eventually people that want to come check us out, I mean, we're not like a crazy group, but once we get the right amount of drinks going and the music's cracking, we have a blast. We have fun. And honestly, it's not even about even if we win or lose the game, we still have fun. That's how After the game, sometimes we still go back and party again some more. So <laughs> that's just how our group is. And, and that's, that's Raider that, Nation. You know, the whole okay, turban thing. This is a Raider uh, fan. The Raiders show. turban came from. <laughs> uh, I love the Raiders, and I wanted to stand out to be different. And this is how I do it. And to my knowledge, I don't still don't think there is a another NFL turban out there besides the one I have. I know other people have like uh colors of the teams or you know like uh like a seattle seahawks fan had the green and the blue in the turban but it still doesn't have like like mine says raiders and it has the raiders shield on it um so which is cool and i'm kind of proud of that uh, but to my knowledge i think i'm the first one that started it and uh, I'm going to always do it. Even when they go to Las Vegas, I'll be there. All right. I love it. Raider Nation. What is one thing right now that has you the most fired up and excited for the future? So right now we're in a very exciting time um, because like we've been mentioning, it's till this day, it's been the two of us plus our family. Mm-hmm. And we're at the point that we're ready to expand. We're ready to 
maybe hire, maybe have an intern, maybe go into a different line in the industry. We don't know exactly what we're ready for, but <laughs> the undefined it, growth. It is, but, but we're, we're growing. We're growing. Yes, we're growing. We don't know where we're going, and we're but we're growing. Very busy. Yeah. And, and we're just getting extremely extremely busy we are um, and it's exciting and it's scary but we're ready for some type of growth and we're just you know we're trying to figure out what the next step is but yeah. there's a next step coming and it's an exciting time yeah yeah very cool very cool well, i wish you nothing but the best Thank of luck you. with that and if a client does want to get in touch yes. somebody listening wants your services um instagram is the best place to see our most recent work all of our contact information is there um, at R and R Event Rentals. We also have a website, www.rumminandravine.com. Then we're also on Facebook. Um, we're on Pinterest. You can email us at R and R Event Rentals at gmail.com. There we go. <laughs> That's it. And also, if you want to follow us on Snapchat. Oh yes, you can follow us on Snapchat. Which That's is... right. Was oh, spot. Well, I will be putting all of Perfect. the links to each of these social okay. media handles and everything else in the show notes for the episode. Love it. Cool. So, thank you so much for being here with thank us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That's a wrap.